Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not in Jesus name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. Jesus Christ is our victory. And he's also the victory of all those that God would put us in connection with in order to carry out his great commission command. And may God do that today for each of us. May he open the door for the ministry of the word of God in life form by the way of the fruit of Christ in our lives and by way of the communication of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you right up front here to memorize 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 57 which states thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ are you glad that God gave us the victory through the perfect sacrifice of the unique and only begotten Son of God Jesus Christ we should be absolutely reveling in the blessings of Christ today beloved who died was buried and raised again from the dead for our justification Romans chapter 1 verse 4 and for the justification of all of those that God puts us in the middle of the lives of if that makes sense who God puts us in the middle of to be the salt his salt in the earth his light shining in the darkness of men's hearts around us just like God sent a messenger or messengers into your life and mine to show us that he is the victory he is the solution over our core issue and problem and that is sin. Sin is the core, the root dilemma of all of men's problems. And Jesus Christ alone is the only solution with a capital S, the only savior, the only victory over sin, all sin. Is Jesus not the answer, beloved? Do you realize that? Do you have that revelation in your heart? Yes, he is the answer. Let's give the world around us that answer. That is their answer, the answer to the dilemma of sin in their lives. Nothing begins, no blessing can happen, if you will, before a person repents and receives Jesus Christ. And you and I are the messengers of this great gospel, the good news. Amen. Again, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. All around us every day are those who have been defeated and are under defeat at the hands of a cruel taskmaster, even him who is called the God with a small g of this world. But we know that Jesus informs us that Satan is the one who has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus, 
Jesus is the one who came to give us life and to give us life more abundantly. And again, that begins when one stops their life, repents, and receives Jesus, turning themselves over to the God who made them and who sent his only begotten son to die for them. Amen. Wherever we see stealing, killing, and destroying, defeat, that is, we know that Satan has the legal ground in that person's life, whether it be ourselves or someone else, because they're not yet submitted to God. The Bible says in James 4, 7, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. When someone submits their life to God on on his terms by repentance and receiving Jesus as the Lord and Savior of their lives, Satan loses legal ground and they can resist. They can put themselves against the enemy of all souls and they and that he must flee from them. James chapter 4 verse 7. I want to encourage you saints to memorize that verse today. And again, God sent his only begotten son to give us life more abundantly. In fact, Acts chapter 3 verse 26 says that God sent his son to bless us. For this purpose was the son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. First John chapter 3 verse 8. For this purpose, the son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And be it known, friends, that you will never dominate the devil until you forsake all false philosophies and false teachings and you submit yourself to the plain and simple, clear word of God that you must repent and receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life in order to have God's forgiveness, his redemption, and be a part of his eternal family. John 1 verse 12, as many as received him, Jesus that is, to them gave he the power, the right to become the sons of God. One cannot possibly dominate the devil until Jesus is dominating that person's life. And that all begins by receiving Jesus into your life to rule and reign in your heart, to sit upon the throne of your heart. Jesus Christ came to reunite us with the Father, to forgive and make captives free. That's exactly what he announced in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, when Jesus told us that he came to heal the brokenhearted and to set captives free. Amen. Every person born into the earth is born into sin, separated from God until they're reunited with the Father through Christ. And that's God's will. He's not willing that any of us should perish, but all should come to repentance. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord, Jesus said, is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the broken hearted. Oh, how many people today walk around with a broken heart in need of the compassion of the Savior who alone can heal the hearts of men. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Psalm 147 verse 3. Jesus goes on in Luke 418. He says he came to preach deliverance to the captives. Let me ask you something, saints. Are, are we preaching the hope and the victory of Jesus? Or is our message full of just condemnation? Well, we do have to help people see or let God show them that they are sinners before they can realize their need to be saved. And we do that by sharing the Ten Commandments and asking them if they have broken each one as we go through them one by one, quoting them. And that right there is how God touches the conscience of a 
man and reveals to them that they're separated from him. But after that, we preach the forgiveness, the redemption, the the victory of Christ. We preach deliverance to the captives. That's what Jesus tells us here that he came to do. And we see that throughout his life and ministry as is recorded in the Holy Scriptures. Also, the recovering of sight to the blind. First and foremost, he gives sight, spiritual sight to the blind. Except a man be born again, he cannot see. There it is, sight. See the kingdom of God. When the Holy Spirit comes in at the point of regeneration, when a person repents and receives Christ, then that person's eyes are open and they can see the kingdom of God. And as they study the word and seek the Lord, and he works more and more in their lives, that vision, if you will, as God alone can give it to us, is increased. Jesus came finally to do what? To set at liberty them that are bruised. Sin has ravaged the lives of every human being, past, present, and future. And Jesus said that he came to set at liberty them that are bruised. Has you, my friend, been entangled with something and overcome by sin of any kind? Do you presently have some kind of sin dwelling, some iniquity in your heart and in your mind and in your life? Jesus came to set at liberty those that have been bruised by sin because sin will take you further than you want to go. It will charge you more than you want to pay and it will keep you longer than you want to stay. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus came to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Today is the acceptable day, the most important day, the most advantageous day for us to receive Christ. Whether you've been saved or not, today is your day to say, Lord, take all of me. I ask you to reign in my life. You must increase, but I must decrease. I am dead. I am dead and buried with Christ and raised up by Christ. I am dead and my life is hid with Christ in God. Acts chapter 26 verse 18 tells us that Jesus came, quote, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God. Amen. We're either in the kingdom of Satan or the kingdom of God. You know, the world breaks down society or mankind in many denominations, but God looks at mankind in two denominations. You're either in the kingdom of darkness or you've been born again. You've been translated into the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, the kingdom of light. Amen. Colossians chapter, excuse me, chapter one, verse 12 through 14 says, giving thanks unto the father, which hath made us meet or fit to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Amen. Those that are in the kingdom of light have been translated by God out of darkness into the kingdom of his light. Amen. And redeemed, forgiven of all their sins. And if you're not there at this moment, friend, you can be today by receiving Jesus Christ, admitting that you're a sinner, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and confessing him as the Lord of all and the Lord of your life. So Jesus said that the Bible says Jesus came to 
to open their eyes and to turn them. Remember, we just read about giving sight to the blind, Luke 4.18. Jesus alone can open your eyes and to turn you from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that you may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them that are sanctified by faith that is in me. Amen. Jesus came to make the captives free and whom the Son hath made free is free indeed. John 8.36 If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. That begins with submitting yourself therefore to God, resisting the devil, and he will flee from you. When you submit yourself to God, the devil has to leave you. He has to depart. He has to be resisted. He has to be blocked out of your life, and he has to flee from you. James chapter 4, verse 7. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Nay or no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And he so loved the world, God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. My friend, are you willing today to admit that you have sinned against your maker who is holy, holy, holy? Let me clue you in the one thing, and that's that all men have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Someone might say, well, brother, how have I sinned? Well, the Bible says you shall have no other gods before me. That's the first commandment and how we have put ourselves before God all the days of our lives. We have broken the first commandment, which says you shall have no other gods before me. Anything we put before God is an idol. If we put religion before God, it's an idol that will damn our souls and keep us separated from God, not only here, but for all eternity in the bowels of eternal damnation. If we don't make things right with God, there could be nothing more important today than to admit that you are a sinner. You have sinned against God and that you would believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that you might be saved and receive the forgiveness of your sins. The Bible says you shall not make unto yourself any graven image of anything in heaven or in earth. The second commandment, Exodus chapter 20, the third commandment says you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Now, how many times have we done that and are fully guilty of cursing the God who made us and gave his only begotten son to die for our sins. The Bible says thou shalt not covet, thou shalt not steal. If you've stolen one thing, if you've broken any of these commandments even once, you are fully and completely guilty of breaking all the law of God. And we have all broken all of the laws of God and are fully guilty. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 2, but your iniquities, your sins have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you. The good news is that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to those who would admit that they have sinned and come short of the glory of God. First Timothy 2, 5, for there is one God and one mediator, just one between God and men, and that's the man Christ Jesus. 
Now, friend, would you be willing today to come before the Lord, to take a moment and pray with me right now to admit what's obvious to God and should be to us, that you have sinned against God and you are in big trouble. You are separated from him. And yet God does not want you to be separated from him now or eternally. He wants you to be united in a relationship with him. There's nothing that would make him happier today, according to the testimony of scripture, than for you to take him at his word, to receive his offer for you to be forgiven of all your sins, which he paid for with the highest price ever paid, the very precious blood of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Now, if you're ready to say, Lord, today is my day. This is my moment. I am going to do business with you. I am going to admit that I've sinned against you and ask you to forgive my sins and to come into my life. I want you to pray these words out of your mouth before the Lord. You're not praying to man. You're praying to God with everything that is in you. Are you ready? Here we go. I want you to repeat after me, and I want you to do this with your eyes closed, perhaps, and with the sincerity, the sincerest, authentic heart, with everything that is in you, say this out loud to the Lord, and he's listening. He's going to hear you and save you right now. Dear Lord Jesus, go ahead, say it out loud to the Lord. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for shedding your holy blood for my sins. Thank you for shedding your blood to save me from sin and hell. Say this out loud. You are my only hope, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, I acknowledge all my sins before you now. Good. Say this out loud. I am fully guilty. You are holy. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for me. I love you, Jesus. This moment, I declare full belief that according to the record of the gospel, Lord Jesus, you died for my sins. You were buried. Go ahead, say it out loud. And you rose again from the dead to justify me. Now, Lord Jesus, I declare that you are Lord of all. Go ahead, say it out loud. Say this, Lord Jesus, I declare that you are the Lord of my life. From this moment forward. And thank you, Jesus, that you're all mine. Okay, say it out loud. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me today. This moment, thank you, Jesus, for washing away all of my sins. From this moment forward, I will follow you. I love you, Jesus. 
Amen, friend. If you said that before the Lord, it's not because you prayed as much as it's because you repented and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life. Now, I want to encourage you to tell another Christian, I want you to find a believer, somebody that you know in your life that truly walks with the Lord, a humble servant of Jesus, a disciple of Christ. And I want you to tell him or her that you received Jesus this day and tell them the calendar day and that you want them to pray for you and help you to grow as a disciple of Christ. I want to encourage you to fellowship with that believer and other believers to find a group or at least one or two or more Christ-loving, Bible-living believers. Also to ask them what the scripture teaches about being water baptized. Also to get a King James Bible, which you will study every morning upon awaking, seeking the Lord in prayer and praise and in study of his word and to follow Jesus to the end of your life. I want to encourage you to access the multitude of biblical messages on safeguard your soul so that you can grow in Christ. And if you'd like a copy of the book, the new book that we have called What Next Now That You're Saved, it's a small book with, I believe, seven chapters that will greatly help you to grow with and in Christ to be established in him. Amen. Also, I want to point you to the new book called Moments with Our Master, 365-day devotional. It's scripture-rich. Also, be a resource that will help you to grow in Christ. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. Feel free to email me, Todd, at info at safeguardyoursoul.com. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, Scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture rich and Christ centered. Also tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month and your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised by the way for those who are supporting and feel free to visit our donate page on the site and you can use your debit card, PayPal or Patreon and you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so and a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say, together in the words of Revelation 22. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.